So let's turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Actually, read, I think I read these same verses last year, but while you're doing that, I'll tell you a nice romantic story here. All right. I don't know how many will be able to see this. I think I probably shared it with a, a few people, but you, I mean, I think I've shared this with a few people, but this is just crazy. A few years back, I was out fishing with some friends in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Well, they were fishing. I'm not really much of a fisherman there, but so I was on the boat with them just for fellowship. But I, I looked up and it was nighttime and there was a full moon reflecting off the water. Being the romantic guy that I am, I thought, man, that's a nice picture. I'm going to take a picture of that moon, full moon reflecting off the water, and send it to my wife so she'll know I'm thinking about her. I need all the brownie points I get. I mean, I, I used to go by people's homes, and I'd say they had pretty flowers. I'd say, hey, can I take a picture of that and send it to my wife so I can send my wife a, a free bouquet, and at least she knows I'm thinking about her at this moment. right? So I took a picture. Now, look at this. This was a full moon. And then I, I went to send the picture. So you know how you look at the picture to send it to your wife. And the moon was shaped like a heart. Now, this was a full moon. Now, here, I'm going to show you the full moon first just to show you because I took a second picture to show it's supposed to be. So look, that's what I thought the picture I was sending to my wife would look like, a full moon, right? Now, look, but this is the one, the first one I took, sent to my wife, and I go to send it to her. And look, the moon is shaped like a heart. I don't know how many of you can see that. Is that crazy? Or, oh, come on, don't even try it. You know if that was you. Come on, give me some credit. Now, now does that look like you look close? Is that, okay, I'm going to come down, Brother Mark. You gotta, I'm going to ask your wife. Does that look like a heart, sister? Does that look like a heart? Isn't that amazing? Huh? No. I can't believe you challenged my integrity. We'll have to talk about this after. Challenge my integrity. Huh? That's because you offended it. Offend my picture. Man, that's all right, you know. Uh, yeah, listen, listen, I might lie about other things, but I'd never lie about the moon. Right? Now, does that look like a heart? Huh? Well, you're in a home, so. There. It does. Isn't that? Okay, girls, come on. Does that look like a heart? Sister Wood? Oh, my God, I didn't know your eyes were that bad. Huh? You're not wearing your contacts? Does that look like a heart? Huh? Huh? Oh. <laughs> Sister, does that look like a heart? Oh, yeah, it does. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Now, I don't, I don't know if it's from a vibration or, or a cloud, but, of course, what I tell people is, I need so much help that God reached out and pinched the moon for me. He said, this guy needs help. And he went, boop, right when I was taking the picture. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. You know? But uh, anyways. Okay. All right, ladies, has your husband ever sent you a picture like that? Huh? Okay. Anyways, Ephesians chapter 5. We'll move on. But I just thought that was a nice Valentine story. I couldn't get it to turn red. Now, if I was going to do it, if I Photoshop it, I'll make it red for Valentine's Day. All right. Thanks, Brother Wood, for ruining that for me. But I did not edit it. Anyways, Ephesians chapter 5. Oh, I'm supposed to be hurrying. 22 through 31. 22 through 31. Ephesians chapter 5 says this. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be subject to their own husbands in everything. 
Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and shareth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined into his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Let us pray again, please. Heavenly Father, again, we come before you through the blood and name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, we just thank you again for for being good and merciful uh, and gracious and uh, Lord, I pray that you would just encourage our hearts again through your word. Lord, we, we thank you for our church. We thank you for each one. But again, we think about, uh, uh, Lord, the families, as our brother mentioned last night. And uh, Lord, help us to be the families, the individuals that we uh, need to be, uh, dear God. And we thank you that your love always sets the example for us. And uh, Lord, we thank you for Elizabeth tonight and saving her soul and that she's uh, willing to make that public statement tonight. And we just ask you a special prayer for her tonight. And each one, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so uh, as we look at this thought, it's been mentioned between, uh, uh, it gives the example of Christ and the church and the husband and wife. And of course, uh, the great responsibility in this, as far as love, is put on the husband. Uh, Notice in these verses, love is mentioned several times. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives. Notice the the direction is put on the husband. The pressure is put on the husbands. Uh, Husbands, love your wives. Verse 28a, the first part, so ought men to love their wives even as their own bodies. So you see it there. And then in the second part of the verse, it mentions uh, love twice. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. So there you see three t- uh, several times the word love is mentioned, and the pressure for that is put on the husband. And even in verse 31, when it talks about what we call uh, leave and cleave, the pressure's Put on the husband, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, right? She don't want no mama's boy, all right? She don't want no mama's boy, okay? Just put that out there. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. So we see the pressure there. But notice uh, verse 25, where we just get this simple thought. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. And then it gave an example of that love and gave himself for it. So what kind of love did Christ have for the church? He gave himself for it. Sacrificial love. Amen. He was willing to sacrifice himself to show his love for the church. And so we're going to look at that thought that a husband, right, is to have a sacrificial love for the church. Now, how do, so husbands, that we're supposed to have. You say, well, if that's what I'm supposed to have, where can I get it or where do I get? Amen. That sacrificial love in our hearts. Well, uh, like Christ had for the church, well, Romans 5 5 answers that question. 
Romans 5, 5 answers that question. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God, that's what Christ showed at Calvary, right? Is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That'd make a good song, right? All right. And the love of God, which is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That word, that, that thought shed abroad means poured out or generously given. Just like the blood of Christ, what was it? It was poured out or generously given at Calvary. And so the love of Christ has been generously given to us, right? Was being given to all believers. But of course, as a, in the aspect of us being a husband, we're supposed to generously give or pour out that love that's been shed abroad in our hearts, amen, uh, to our wives. That's our responsibility uh, as, as husbands. So Ephesians 5.25, God targets again husbands. He says that the Lord Jesus loved the church and gave himself for it. And again, uh, the greatest uh, love shown, sacrificial love, of course, was at Calvary. So God's word says that the husband is to love his wife or it teaches us to love with a sacrificial love. And uh, so we need to have this sacrificial love in our relationship, uh, in our and in our home. This is why, Amen. We should give the earnest heed to our marriages, and of course, uh, in doing that, we're representing Christ uh, in our home. And so, by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, God gives His children and gives us as husbands the ability to have the right kind of marriage and the right kind of home. And so we see just a couple quick thoughts about that sacrificial love as we see that the sacrificial love is a binding love, a binding love. If you can turn over to Malachi chapter 2, Malachi chapter 2, an interesting verse, Malachi chapter 2 and verse 14, as you're turning there. So, you know, a marriage, uh, we think about a, a, a marriage, you know, uh, we think, oh, well, it's an agreement or it's a contract between a husband and wife. Well, actually, it's much deeper than that. If you look at here, notice what this verse says is uh, a marriage is supposed to be or what it says about the wife. Malachi 2.14 says this, Yet ye say, Wherefore? Because the Lord hath been a witness between thee and thy wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously. Yet is she thy companion and the wife of thy covenant. Notice what is said about the Lord. He hath been a witness, a witness between thee and thy wife. Boy, that's a, that's a pretty good warning to us uh, in our relationship. You know, of course, uh, as, as uh, in service for the Lord, we're, we're, we're supposed to serve as a witness, right? And or that word witness means to serve as a witness or testify against someone. But the Lord, he is watching our marriage. He's watching our relationship. And you know what? One day he's going to testify against how we wore in our relationship. One day, husbands, we're going to give account as a, uh, for being a husband. And of course, also as a father of our home. And God is being a witness. He's watching uh, those things. And we're going to give an account for him. And it says this, she is thy companion. She's thy companion. And notice this statement, the wife of thy covenant. 
that's a little bit deeper than just, you know, uh, throwing a few words back and forth. You know, the Bible, uh, when you look at the covenants that God made among his people, you know, there's a conditional covenants when you study the Bible and unconditional uh, 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 covenants. And you see that God never broke his covenants. Amen. He was faithful to all his covenants. And so uh, a relationship is a covenant, as we'll see. That word denotes an alliance, an ordinance or an agreement between two persons and a, 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 a heavy and solid agreement. So the covenant that we've entered into as a husband and wife uh, is very serious. You see, uh, 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 when, when we think about that, you see, it's a, because we've not just made a covenant between each other, but it's a covenant with God, right? Uh, uh, the husband made a covenant with God concerning his wife and the wife made a covenant with God uh, concerning the husband. And so it's God that binds that covenant and God never broke any of his covenants. Of course, wives will, will, will change, husbands will change, but God never changes. So we need to say, God, you, just like you've been faithful in all your covenants, help me to be faithful in the covenant that I've made with my spouse. So we see sacrificial love is a binding love. And then we see it's a, it's a causing love. Well, we know 1 John 4, 19 says this. Uh, we love him because he first loved us. What caused us to love him? Well, because he first showed love toward us and we responded to that love, right? He showed his love toward us. And how did we get saved? We responded to the love that he showed toward us. And so that's what the Bible teaches about a, a, in a marriage, right? Uh, the, the, the Lord first showed love, right? And then the bride, the church, responded to that love. So he, the groom, first showed the love, and then the bride responded uh, to that love. And that's how it's supposed to be in our marriage, right? God has put the, 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 the responsibility on us as men, right, uh, to, to, to first, right? He first showed the love, and then there was a response to that. And as husbands, we're, we're, we have the responsibility to first show that love, and then uh, by God's grace, uh, she responds to it as soon as we get everything on the list we're supposed to buy for, right? She'll respond uh, uh, to it. I thought I heard an amen out there, right? And so say, as soon as you fulfill this, you show me that love, I'll respond, right? But that's how we got in uh, with the Lord. We responded to the love that he first showed. And so, you know, see, a lot of times people get into this condition. That's what happens. Husband, wife, they get in this conditional thing. Well, when you do your part, I'll do my part. Well, when you do your part, I'll do my part. But that's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to do it no matter what she does, and she's supposed to do it no matter what we do. Aren't you glad? Sorry, I've been having problems with my throat. The, the Lord didn't say, hey, well, when you do something, and then I'll die for you, and then I'll show my love for you. No, he just went and did it. He just went and did it before we did anything. And so uh, that's how we're supposed to be in our love, be with that Christ-type love, that sacrificial love. So husbands are to cause their wives to love them. <clears throat> sacrificial love is a love that causes to love. As we see here, the more a wife knows of her husband's love and care for her, the more she will return and respond to that. Quickly, sacrificial love is a constraining love. Of course, we know 2 Corinthians 5.14 says this, talking about in our service, for the love, of, he's talking about in his service, right? For the love of Christ constraineth us, 
because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. So that word constrain means to press together, to compel, to press on. You know, hey, uh, what, what, what has kept me going these almost 35 years since I got saved? The love of Christ, amen? The, the love of Christ in my heart that was shed abroad because, amen, I love him. I love the Lord, amen? I love the Lord and I'm so thankful for what he's done for me. And so every day that's a driving force in my life to keep going. That's a driving force that no matter what happens in my life, not to quit and not to give up. And so that same love, amen, should be a compelling force in our marriage and in our relationship. Christ's love, right, in service, right? Why am I serving him? That his love compels me to keep going, compels me to keep serving him. Well, in marriage, in marriage, that love, right, it presses us or keeps us together and compels us to press on together in our relationship. And compel, listen, I say, hey, no matter what happens in my life, by the grace of God, I'm going to keep serving him. And we have to say that in our relationship. We all have our ups and downs, right? Hey, you know, they say, what do they call a place without mountains and valleys? They call it a plain. Who wants a plain life? I always say, right? Amen. And uh, how many trees are on top of Mount Everest? None. All the growth is in the valley. We like the view from the top of the mountain, but we know that all the growth is in the valley. It's nice to enjoy that view that everything's going well sometimes, but we need those times of, uh, of growth and, and, and all those things. And so just like I say in my service for the Lord, the love of Christ compels me to keep going no matter what. Well, the love in my relationship, no matter what happens, compels me to keep going on in that relationship. I've, that it's an unconditional covenant, amen, in that relationship. And so we press on. And so it's a constraining love. It would be a wonderful if every wife felt as if she were receiving so much love and attention from her husband that she should not possibly sin against it. Right? Man, that just, man, I just want to stop and go to the altar right there. Amen. Why didn't he give it? Did he give an altar call last night? Uh, he, he should have. We would have been there for hours and hours, right? But that, uh, 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 enjoy that. So then the sacrificial love is a calming love, is a calming love. First John 4.11, another ver good verse there. Beloved, if God so loved us. Boy, now think about there. How much did he love? Well, he loved us unconditionally. He says, I love thee with an with an everlasting love, amen. Uh, I, I, I drew thee. Is there any? Listen, he 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 loved you before you were saved, amen. And nothing since you've got saved uh, has changed that. Nothing that you can do can change the amount of love that he has towards you. And that's the way that we're supposed to feel in our in our home and in our relationship. God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. And if that's true in our relationship with our brothers and sisters. Because that's what the context is, right? As brothers and sisters, how much more in that marriage relationship? And knowing that you're loved that much, amen? Well, listen, why do I have peace? Why am I calm tonight, despite whatever may be going on in my life? Because I know that he loves me and he cares for me. And that's what keeps me calm in my relationship with him. Amen. And so if we learn to show that love, that'll bring calmness uh, to our relationship, despite what you wanted to preach him to preach on last night, brother. I'll, I'll leave that alone. Amen. And then finally, I'm trying to 
Stay on time. Their sacrificial love is a continuing love. And that's it right there. Hebrews 13, 5. How many times do we quote this verse? I think this is one of the verses quoted the most, at least the, the last part of this verse, when we talk about Christ. What do we say here? Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. I think that applies to wives right there. Probably taking that attack, but I think there's a good principle there. Got to get an amen for that. Be content with such things as you have, right? And uh, you don't need something from Amazon every day. Why do we get these deliveries every day? Just, okay, I'm gone to meddling, gone to meddling, plowing up the potatoes. And be content with such things as you have, for he has said. Didn't say she has said. He has said. So we know it's talking about the Lord, but it should also be that the husband has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Who said that? Christ said that to his church, right? right? The, the, the groom is saying that to the bride. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Of course, this is a pledge from Christ to us, and it should be a pledge to one another in marriage, right? Of course, men cannot love their wives to the same degree the Lord Jesus loves us. That's impossible. But they can love them in the same way. Even if we can't reach the same degree, we can at least do it the same way and make a commitment. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. So there should be a generation of Christian men who look at their wives and from their hearts before God say, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So as we finish up here, let's have these thoughts. No, as we saw there in Malachi 2.14, that marriage, amen, is a covenant with God. The covenant that we have together as husband and wife flows through God, right? It's not just this way, it's this way is how that covenant works. And remember, that's how we're supposed to work. As we draw close to the Lord, we draw closer. When we look each other this way, that's when we get the conflict. But when we look each other this way, amen, sure makes life a lot easier. In marriage, we covenant with God to be the husband or wife that he desires for us to be. We covenant with God to be faithful to the mate God has given us. And then next, the husband can cause his wife to love him by the way he treats her. We love Christ. Why? Because we have responded to his love. We love him because, right? We responded to his love for us. Likewise, wives will respond to the love of their husbands. And finally, Realize that just as Christ will never forsake us, thank God, husbands should resolve and both should actually resolve to never forsake their wives and each other. True sacrificial love is a continuing love that never ceases, just as Christ's love for us will never cease or diminish. So we rejoice, right? We see that song, it's just like his great love, amen? And so uh, may God help us to be able to say that not only in our relationship this way, but also in our relationship this way. Let's pray.